Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Good morning, Lauren Howard filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, 8th of July. First, a breaking news out of Wimbledon. Rafael Nadal has pulled out of his semi-final clash with Aussie Nick Kyrgios. It means the 27-year-old becomes the first Australian man to make the singles final since Mark Philippoussis in 2003. Nadal, a 22-time Grand Slam champion, says he's suffering from an abdominal muscle tear. Don't make sense to to go even if I, even if I tried uh, a lot of time during during all my career to keep going under uh, very tough circumstances. In that one, I think um, it's obvious that if I keep going, the the injury gonna gonna be worse and worse. Now to more big news that's just in. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has resigned. It comes after at least 59 government ministers quit and several of his own cabinet ministers declared he must go now. Mr Johnson has been embroiled in multiple scandals during his time as leader and during his resignation speech called on the new leader to heal the country. As we've seen uh, at Westminster, uh, the herd instinct is powerful. When the herd moves, it moves. And... My friends, in politics, no one is remotely indispensable. And our brilliant and Darwinian system will produce another leader equally committed to taking this country forward through tough times. He will remain as caretaker PM until a new leader is chosen. GPs around Australia say they're ready and waiting to roll out the fourth COVID vaccine to millions more Australians. The jab will be offered from next week to those aged between 50 to 65, while those in the 30 to 49 age bracket can also choose to get the shot. Royal Australian College of GPs chairman Dr Michael Clements says they're good to go despite already being under high demand. We are doing this at the same time as trying to uh, catch up on influenza doses uh, and we're managing all those sick people in the community. So yes, the eligibility is there and we certainly encourage people to take up that offer. Clean-up mode has been activated in parts of Sydney as the flood crisis starts to ease. There are still dozens of evacuation orders and warnings in place, though, affecting tens of thousands of people. The Hunter region remains on alert. The Premier will take a helicopter over the area to assess the damage. China is set to dominate discussions when leaders gather at the Pacific Islands Forum in Fiji. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will be there, as well as his New Zealand counterpart, Jacinda Ardern, who's told the ABC they'll stand up to anything that threatens the peace of the region. We've always also, within the Pacific Island Forum, been very clear. If it comes to security issues, if it comes to issues that could be conceived to be militarisation, there we have agreement that we come together and we discuss that as a forum because that affects all of us. Tackling climate change is also expected to be a key talking point. Airports around the country are bracing for one of their busiest days since the pandemic as school holidays start to wrap up in some states. 100,000 people are expected to pass through Melbourne Airport today. Travellers are being urged to arrive early due to staff shortages. And another major actor has sadly passed away with news this morning. James Kahn has died aged 82. The American's best known for his role in the mafia epic The Godfather. His family has released a statement confirming his passing on July 6, asking for privacy at this tough time. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. Victoria's health service is under mounting pressure as wait times blow out at emergency departments with some patients waiting as long as 12 hours for treatment in Geelong. Our reporter Tessa Randello has the details. Thanks, Lauren. The health department doesn't see these long wait times getting any better. They're expecting COVID hospitalisations to continue increasing in the coming weeks as the more infectious variants move through the state. On Thursday, Victoria already recorded the highest jump in people admitted with the virus in the last five months. It comes after the tragic death of an infant at a Geelong hospital earlier this week. The head of Barwon Health confirmed the news but said it would be inappropriate to speculate about the child's death until after the coroner's investigation. And international travel is back in Tasmania. Our Hobart reporter Rachel Burke has the details. That's right, Lauren. The first plane load of Kiwis touched down in Hobart yesterday after the Auckland route was canned around a year ago thanks to the pandemic. Hobart Airport CEO Norris Carter says it's an exciting milestone, hoping to expand the service. They're starting at two flights a week on Thursdays and Sundays. Uh, Over the summer, that'll increase to three flights a week. Uh, And we're, of course, hoping the flights will be so successful that they'll grow beyond that as well. The connection set to increase tourism spending in the state with Hobart businesses thrilled to open the gates to more travellers like local pub co-owner Natasha Gill. Hopefully it will mean more consistent business for business owners um, and maybe even some international people who would like to work in Australia because hospitality staff are so hard to come by right now. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. And Effie, how much are we spending on food delivery and why could it get a lot more expensive to get fast food delivered to our doors? Yeah, look, uh, morning, Lauren. It's interesting. The amount we are spending, it, on average, is about $41.50 for meal delivery services. And that's only slightly down from last year, according to CanStar Blue's survey. So those who use Menulog spend the least, about $38.00. And those who use Uber Eats spend a little bit more, about $42 per week. Um, It'd be interesting to see how much this spending continues because whilst it doesn't seem like inflationary pressures is hitting the household budget with fast food, it's definitely hitting the providers or platforms. We've seen what KFC is doing and now we saw Domino's introduce a 6% delivery fee for online orders and it was citing supply chain issues and fuel costs as the reason. I mean, when you think about it, the cost of making food, packing it, getting it to your door, there's basically been a price hike at just about every section of their production process there. Um, so like I said, it'd be interesting to see what the deliveries and menu logs will do. Now, this 6% delivery service fee applies to all online delivery orders made between Monday and Sunday. They still have those surcharges on the Sundays. Oh, sorry, that was Monday to Saturday. They still have the Sunday surcharge. To put things in perspective, this fee, about, um, it's only about $1.80 to $2.40 on a $30 or $40 pizza. But I'll do, I will let you in on a little hack. There's something going on Reddit which says that if you deliver, put your order over the phone to get it delivered, you can avoid it. But let me tell you, this loophole is closing fast. Uh, Domino's have said that they're basically going to have a system update and that will be gone. Yeah, well, that's all pretty interesting. And now what do Aussies need to know before filling in their tax return this year? 
Well, we're probably all busy wanting to get our tax return in and there's quite a bit of, a few incentives obviously too because remember the low to middle income tax offset, this is the last time we'll be able to get that so people may expect a, a big return. Now, um, if you were one of the Aussies that did receive government support over the last year, then you need to know what does and doesn't need to be included and that, that can be quite confusing. So if you've got payments like JobSeeker, the Age Pension, Ausstudy or Carers Payment, you've got to include that. The good news is it's pretty much pre field information so that data should be in there now. If you receive that pandemic leave disaster payment you know the one that you got up to 750 if you had to self-isolate well that actually needs to be included in your tax return and uh, just uh, FYI there that has quietly closed now too you won't be able to get that payment anymore. The disaster recovery allowance payments also need to be included in your tax return. So if you lost your income, uh, for example, because of the New South Wales and Queensland uh, floods and storms that were in November 2021, you need to include those payments in your tax return. If you received an Australian government disaster repayment uh, payment, that on the other hand does not need to be included. Uh, it's treated as an exempt income. And of course, you can get all these details on the ATO's website. Well, thanks so much for that, Effie. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas recapping our top story and Nick Kyrgios has been gifted a free pass into his first Grand Slam final. Brett, Rafael Nadal has been forced to withdraw from their Wimbledon semi-final. Good morning, Lauren. Yeah, this is huge news. Massive this morning. Not completely unexpected, though. Rafa was actually urged by his own family to retire hurt during a, a punishing five-set win over Taylor Fritz in the quarterfinals yesterday. He suffered an abdominal injury. Some reports it's a seven-centimetre tear. So you can imagine that would be um, pretty painful to play with when you've got to serve and move around the court in a best-of-five-set match against Nick Kyrgios, who will test him, especially on the return of serve, and then through to the final where potentially he would have to face Novak Djokovic, and they've had some epic five-set matches over the years. So this means Nick Kyrgios is through to his first ever Grand Slam final, first Aussie male into the Wimbledon final since Mark Filipousas back in 2003, who lost to uh, Roger Federer. Here is Rafa, though, speaking overnight at Wimbledon. Unfortunately, as, as you can imagine, if I am here, because I have to, to pull out from the tournament, no? As everybody saw yesterday, I I have been suffering with the pain in the abdominal. I know something was not okay there, as, as yesterday I said. So, Kyrgios can rest up. He'll face either Novak Djokovic or Cam Norrie, who play in tonight's semi-final. He has a 2-0 head-to-head record over Novak. They haven't played since 2017. He trails Norrie. 2-1. To the NRL last night and Brandon Smith has personally sought out the referee and apologised for abusing him during Melbourne Storm's loss to Cronulla. The Storm hooker was marched to the sin bin during the second half by Adam G for dissent and had a run-in with Sharks fans on his way off. And Smith's coach, Craig Bellamy, is unimpressed. The referee done for a reason. You know, we don't agree with everything that happens with the referees, and, but having said that, we, you know, you show respect. We had AFL last night as well. The Cats clawing their way to the top of the table, beating Melbourne by 28 points at Cadinia Park. Geelong fought off a late surge. The Demons kicked three goals in a row. Paddy Dangerfield, Tom Adkins and Mitch Duncan all start in the midfield. Their coach, Chris Scott, says there's still a long way to go on the season. Put to me that Simon Goodman said during the week, this game's probably a bit of an order for where his team's at. And, and we thought, yeah, that, that's a pretty good description. That's a bit, like, whatever happens, we will learn a bit. And I think we won't get carried away with a win. It doesn't make us the best team in the comp because we beat them. And 
And we've got cricket this afternoon as well. Australia, Sri Lanka in action in the second tests. And the Aussies are tossing up between Mitchell Stark or Glenn Maxwell for the final place in the 11. Last week, probably didn't need two quicks. You know, Mitchell Stark's class, so we'll wait and see. I'd love if anyone can uh, read the wicket and tell us what it's going to do as well, because I'm hopeless. That's the skipper, Pat Cummins. Uh, the first ball at about 2.30 Eastern time. Thanks for that, Brett. And we all know this song. Well, a world record has been shattered in an outback Queensland town for the biggest Nutbush City Limit stance. More than 4,000 people took part, sporting tutus and even dinosaur suits at the Birdsville Big Red Bash Music Festival. They raised over $60,000 for the Royal Flying Doctor Service as well. That's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. And you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Lauren Howard. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you on Monday. Listener.